Auburn is down a quarterback after D. Davis announced he is in the transfer portal. What does it mean? It may not mean anything. We'll break it all down on today's Locked On Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am, I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackbean. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen Every single day for the second time this week. It is a Charlie Tuesday on a Thursday. Last time we spoke, D. Davis was on the roster. Now, yes. D. Davis has announced that he is in the transfer portal. And I think there will be people feeling all sorts of ways about this, Charlie Five. I think some people will look at this and say, oh man, what could have been? I think some people yeah. will say, oh, well, several guys came in, Holden Gurner, um, Zach Calzada, Robbie Ashford, those two guys transferring in, probably immediately jump ahead of him to the depth chart. And I think there's still going to be a section of the fan base that looks at this and says, man, D. Davis still had the most raw talent of all of them, which I don't know if I'm buying. He's certainly talented. I just don't think the path to playing time made a whole lot of sense. So as far as what this means, Charlie Five... It may not mean much of anything. And I know that's boring, but yeah. I, I think Auburn's going to be okay. We said this for weeks, that D. Davis was probably not going to play a snap at Auburn. And unfortunately, I think unfortunately, unfortunately for D. Davis anyway, we were right on that. Yeah, I think, I just I just don't know that this offense, uh, offensive system really fit his skill set. Uh really ever and it never really was going to fit his skill set uh he was a Gus quarterback uh he committed to Gus um I think he would have been great in that offense if Gus was still here uh I would be rooting really hard for him because I think he kind of fits what he wants to do his sure. strengths is, is getting on the edge and running and he was he's got a lot of skill there and he can you know sling a deep ball um but as far as like drop back passing and being you know, five ten or less. Um, uh, it just didn't seem like this was going to be uh, a good fit for him ever. And it really, honestly, didn't even. It never really seemed like you just never really heard from him. And when you didn't see him in the Houston game, when he could have at least had a, a package or two, that was telling. But the the timing is still weird. Um, you know, I kind of felt like he would at least battle it out through spring and and um, and see what happened. But it almost kind of tells you he. He either sees the right on the wall uh, or he feels it. He feels that this is not a good system, and he's going to go ahead and get ahead of what I think after spring is going to be a huge wave. So you go ahead and get, get your name in there now. Sure. Um, you can be one of the hotter, you know, hotter quarterbacks on, you know, on the market. And there's some places he could go where he could have a lot of success. I think you're right. I think you're right. And, uh, you know, one of them may be to follow Gus. I don't know. Uh, I think yeah. that's certainly a landing, a potential landing spot for him. Or, hey, go, yeah. maybe go, go a little bit closer to home, SMU, go play for Rhett Lashley. That may, I mean, yeah. that's similar, similar type offense. You know, he's going to be looking for a spark in his first head coaching gig. There's going to be some good spots for him. I think yeah. he's going to he's going to land at a pretty good spot. And I'll be pulling for him. I mean, this is a guy that he signed with Auburn. He chose to sign with Auburn when Auburn did not have a head coach. Yeah. I mean, that's crazy. I mean, that is awesome. Yeah. I mean, and so I thought that loyalty would be 
rewarded to some extent? And maybe it was. I mean, we have no idea how many legitimate opportunities he was given or not. We, we, we have no That's idea. That's the key. Yeah, we don't know. There's we don't one know. thing I want to I want to put to that. This is one scenario or saying that I hear a lot that we just have to stop. Okay. Uh, he never got a chance. And it's, that can that falls under anybody that you didn't really get a, you didn't really get to see in game opportunities that leaves and saying and using the phrase he never got a chance i just wanted to see him get a chance like well and the, so the same people charlie five that say that that he never got a chance are the same people to talk about you know that, that were really defensive of harson during all of this it, it, there's a lot of crossover there and it's like well if you think harson's this great coach and this great competitor which i think a lot of the auburn fan base does like Brian Harson, you can say what you want about the dude, but that guy yeah. is going to do everything he possibly can to beat to win to beat other people. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, if Dee Davis was his best option, he would He's have started. Him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And or he would have been second team or third. I mean, third team. Like, or you know, coaches. He, he has you know maybe he's a gadget guy for his first two seasons. Like, if Harson yeah. thought that that was the best route for this football team and for the offense, he would have been on the field. Exactly. So, like, that's just not a scenario that happens in sports. Like, you don't just if if a guy plays bad, you just throw in the next guy, and then you throw in the next guy, and you throw in the next guy until mm-hmm. it works. And then if you didn't throw a guy in, he never got a chance. Like, these dudes spend countless hours with right. these coaches, watching film, uh, practicing drills. Like, they know these guys inside and out, and they don't want to lose on purpose. Like, they want to go out and win. Like, there's millions and millions of dollars on the line to actually go win football games. And I I just – I chuckle or, you know, I get a a kick when people are like, oh, I just wish we would have seen him get a chance. I saw that all on Twitter today. I'm like – what do, you, what do we really think happened? Do we think mm-hmm. it's like a survivor or like a, a big brother where like there's alliances and uh, everybody's um, uh, trying to vote people off the island? Or it's just – I mean, that's not what happens. Like it's a, it's a meritocracy. Like the best player is typically going to be the playing. The best player is going to typically be playing uh, until he can't perform anymore. Then they're going to go to the next guy. So right. um I wish I wish the best for him, uh, and I, I kind of hope he goes to one of those. I'd love to see him go to one like a Houston or SMU, kind of go back home. Sure, he's already a high school Texas legend. Go ahead and just like throw for a million yards at at one of those those type conferences. Run around all over the place, chuck bombs. Like uh, that would be. I think that's the best situation for him. I uh, Charlie Five, you Auburn message board legend. You, I one hundred percent agree with you. One hundred percent. 100%. Uh, in just a moment, I want to tell you what I love most about all of this. There's, there, I think there's a, there, an element to this that is really beneficial for the Auburn football team moving forward. We'll talk about that. And then in our final few minutes of the show, we will be joined by Locked on Tar Heels host, Isaac Shade. I get kind of a, a little bit of a history lesson on North Carolina Tar Heel transfer, Eugene Asante. So you don't want to miss that as well. Hey, today's show is brought to you by Run Your Pool. Look, all of our brackets are busted. I had Auburn beating Kentucky in the national championship. I took an L on the first weekend. But our friends at Run Your Pool, they believe in second chances. Seriously, it's a big deal. So you can round up your friends, those who picked Auburn or Kentucky or Baylor or whoever, 
Uh, and you can start a Sweet 16 pool at runyourpool.com slash locked on. Along with Sweet 16 brackets, Run Your Pool offers uh, square pools. Yes, like the Super Bowl to keep things interesting each and every week of the tournament. Brackets bust, but the fun doesn't have to stop people. And so we believe in Run Your Pool. It's because we've run Survivor and Bracket Contest uh, on there this year ourselves. So start your second chance Sweet 16 pool and more at runyourpool.com slash locked on. That is runyourpool.com slash locked on. Also, another way to enjoy the tournament, Stat Hero. You've heard me talk about these guys before. They are the NCAA's single game pickums that they have at Stat Hero. They pit the star players against each other. You can pick, okay, I think this guy is going to have more stats than the other guy. And it's just fun daily fantasy action. And start focusing on the players that you know best with gameplay that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. So go to stathero.com slash locked on right now. Use promo code locked on. That is stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on for a 100% match. And of course, terms and conditions apply. Auburn message board legend Charlie Five hanging out with us. This is what I love about the D Davis transferring. And I know you mentioned the timing didn't make a whole lot of sense. And I'm there with you. I think we all thought this would happen or there was a high chance that it would happen after spring. Right. What I love about this, and you and I have talked about this specifically, is you can only have so many reps be given out, valuable reps amongst your quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. And you just took one out until you can spread that in developing Holden Gariner or getting TJ Finley even more comfortable in the offense. Or, you know, what does Zach Calzada have to offer? And, of course, Robbie Ashford's in there as well. And so the more you whittle that down and the quicker you do it, the more quality reps you can give to the guys that have a realistic chance to start and make your football team better in 2022. And I love that. What a world we're living in. We went from we don't have enough quarterbacks for competition to we have too many and we gotta we gotta whittle it down uh, in an off season. Yeah, what a world! That's right. But you're right. You're right. Um, you're right. Uh, Garner, uh, if he's your future, uh, here's another small note, and I, and I don't hold this against D. Davis, uh, but okay. now every quarterback on the roster was brought in by uh, Brian Harson. That matters. So. That matters. And that matters. So, yeah. like, every single quarterback on the roster now is 100% a Brian Harson guy moving forward. So, uh, now you have three guys in the spring. Except for Trey Lindsey and Sawyer Payne. Yeah, except for those those studs. Um, yep. You, 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 Sawyer Payne's a go. Out, he is. This is Sawyer Payne podcast. 22 podcast. on the field, number one in our hearts, baby. Exactly. Exactly. He could be the second quarterback to throw a touchdown pass while wearing number twenty. I don't know. There's probably another one, but uh, that was the Cord Sandberg thing. Oh, what, uh, oh is he twenty or twenty two? Saw your face twenty. I don't know. I don't. I thought you just said he was twenty two. I don't know. John Samuel Shanker moving his number to the twenties is just throwing me off. I don't know. He's gonna be so fast. <laughs> He's gonna be so fast in twenty five. But no, like you said. uh, it's just better. It's just better. The four four guys is is a lot in general. Five guys is way too many. Right. Uh, even with uh, good burgers Zach, though. Yeah. Calzada Five guys, still doing great burgers. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Calzada is still doing some things, uh, but so four guys is really only three guys going full speed in practice. But Calzada is doing some. Then you throw in another one. It's just it's just way too much. So it it was. It's going to be good for both parties. I honestly think um, losing Roe Torrance uh, to the portal is a 
vastly more um, hit yeah. to the team than than D Davis. Yeah. So so if you missed it, also amongst the D Davis news, Row Torrance, the uh, the transfer corner from a year ago, has entered the portal. Yeah. And yeah, I mean that's a dude who had a ton of upside. He played a good bit. I kind of wonder what happened there because D yeah. Davis, like that, that makes sense. The Row Torrance thing is like you had a really good chance to be a starter. Yeah, like very good chance to either if if you're not a starter, you're literally first off the bench. Like you're gonna play a lot. Like yeah. Roe was gonna play a a lot, and he was a very big corner. Uh, he, he's just a big long corner, and I was and I was the light was kind of coming on towards the end of last year. I don't really understand that one. He was really so good at playing the ball when it was in the air. Good ball skills. Yeah, good ball skills. I mean, he, he was really good at, you know, timing his jumps when he chose to leave his feet. But, yeah, I don't know. And I'm sure more stuff will come out of that about that situation. But And uh, I think it was Hokinson with On3. They were talking about how, you know, they had heard some rumblings of that. And, I'm like, that just caught yeah. me off guard. I, I had not heard that. Had you heard that that was a possibility before it happened? I, was, I can honestly say that I had not. I, I, I was just, actually – I was kind of counting on him to, uh, you know – Counting, uh, counting on him to be, you know, be an impact on the defense. Yeah. I mean, he's part of that big, the depth in the defensive backfield that sort of just keeps taking hits. Uh, and it's still, it's still okay. I mean, you yeah. still got dudes. Um, he kind of had a role though that other people weren't able to fill just because of his size. Um, because I mean, Nehemiah Pritchett and Jalen Simpson, like, those guys make sense, but like they're not the same type of corner. So. I mean, Roe Torrance reminds me a little bit of Jamel Dean. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I could see that. I've seen, um, you know, I'm looking on uh, Auburn Live message board and Jay Head, who's a pretty popular uh, insider, you know, he said that. Who, who, know, who's who's uh, cooler on that message board, you or Jay Head? Jay Head's way cooler than me. Like, so much cooler than me. I'm just there for giggles and laughs. He's He actually brings good info. So Yeah, it's like, man, um, you're taking this really seriously, and I'm proud of him yeah. for it. Exactly. He said, you know, there's, you know, probably going to be a, a few more that pop towards the end of spring, maybe in the portal, but it looks like uh, AD Diamond um, has really uh, moved up and sort of possibly taken uh, a little bit of the playing time away, possibly taking some of the playing time away from okay. Roe Torrance. So that's good. That's good to hear young guys stepping up and uh, it's not just, you know, younger guys are maybe jumping him a little bit, but right. Uh, that's always a good thing. You just hate to, man, this, the day and age of the portal is wild. You just, you're not yeah. happy. You're just gone. And Juco guys, I didn't even think about that. Like Juco guys, they come in, they still got a free year to transfer. So right. I didn't even, I haven't even thought about that. So now even Juco guys that you get, you think you're only going to have for two years. If they don't like where they're at after, you know, one season, they're going to, they're gone. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. I mean, it's more fun, but I, I just can't imagine being a coach and having to, to deal with all this. There's still the question, though, Charlie Five, and it's not going to happen right now, but in a few weeks, it, there's a potential. I mean, Auburn's got a chance to, like, add a dude, like, every few days as soon as spring is over because, once again, like, I don't think it's a big deal that Auburn's losing dudes to the portal. Everybody wants no. to make the argument, well, everybody's leaving. And I'm like, yeah, that's true. But Auburn's not adding add as them. many people as other folks are. And, like, that is, that's the concern. It's not about, you know... Some people want to point at like Harson's culture or whatever. Like, no, that's fine. Like, people leaving is not a big deal, but yeah. you got to bring more dudes in. And it's just, I, I was shocked, shocked how few we've seen come in so far. 
Two quarterbacks, no. which like I don't know if you needed two, but that's fine. You got two quarterbacks. You got a linebacker that we're about to hear more about in just a moment. Um, yeah. and it's just like, you know, that those aren't really things you desperately needed, but here we are, you know? Right. Yeah, you're... You, you, you want to at least somewhat come back to being like a net wash. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, if you're down just, two or three dudes, like, I mean, that's not a big deal. Get some walk-ons, guys. Sure, like, we've right. got several. We're getting we're getting to the point where we have several spots that we're going to have to look to add to get back close to that 85 number uh, after spring. And then, like, what are you going to be – where are you going to be picking from? That's that's what I'm so intrigued by. Like, what are you going to be picking from after you're gonna, you're going to be picking other teams' version of Row Torrance that maybe lost some footing at their depth chart a year ago. I, I think that's what you're going to be looking at. It's going to be all or, dudes in that situation that are leaving. P five P five guys. You're absolutely right. It's dudes that Row Torrance guys. That's who you're going to be picking from. Right. You're going to be picking from Row Torrance guys. The only thing, I mean, I just, I feel like this, there's this untapped thing of just like pillaging the G5 schools, like going and trying to get their best player, going and getting their best players, like guys that. Well, haven't they tried that though? I mean, you look at, um, like the, the, that offensive lineman from Louisiana that came to visit Auburn. Then like he wasn't even in Auburn's top five. It's like, I think they're trying. I think they're looking at these smaller schools. You got to try harder. Position of needs, but man, it's just like, I think, I think that's everybody's strategy. You know? Yeah, I, and you know maybe maybe the Corey Rucker thing will work out if Ole Miss doesn't offer him. Um, it seems like it's going to be. I mean, right now it looks like South Carolina, right? Yeah, I mean he yeah. posted like and, a million things about South Carolina. He only posted one thing about us. Is that everything? No. And I got a few listeners that DM'd me that uh, watched Corey Rucker's um, IG live, and apparently he just like wouldn't stop talking about how great South Carolina is, and it's like dang, which is just the craziest thing to me. Like, yeah. How can you not, like, how can you not look, I, I mean, I guess, I don't, maybe we're not to that level yet, but heck, they beat us last year. I mean, I, I, you would and think. And the year before. Can't stress that. And the year before, two yeah. years in a row. Like, maybe, maybe you, I just, it's hard for me to figure out how you can't see the Auburn situation as, as wide receiver and not, and not look attractive, but. Can I, can I, can I ask, can I say something that's like a little weird? Sure. But, you know, all of these skill positions, it's like as soon as they listed South Carolina, it's like, okay, Beamer, like that dude gets it offensively. And it's like, man, that's what we thought Harson would be. We thought Harson yeah. would just be like this offensive dude. And it hasn't happened. I mean, Auburn has had an offensive head coach for a decade. And it's just yeah. not necessarily a place that like offensive players want to go play. Like it's just that's just a weird thing to me. It is weird. It is weird. And is is it so much that Beamer's an offensive guy, or he just understands the game better? Like I don't know. I was ma- I was it, making fun of that hire, and now I'm like, dang, they really nailed it with him. Like he, I think yeah, he's like pretty good. he gets it. Yeah, he gets it. He gets what it takes to. I mean. We'll see how it benefits like next year and the year after that and year after that. But like. Man, you talk about like re- like replacing your roster, like boosting your roster. I feel like he's at least on paper was I think by far one of the yeah. one of the, one of the better ones. And we can't get hardly any guys at super positions of need that that we want to come. Like you got those are just battles you have to win. You got to get the you got to win the Corey Rucker battle versus a South Carolina. Like those type battles you can't you can't lose. Yeah, um, we got to start adding dudes to replace the guys we're losing because 
we're we're going negative and we got to get back to at least a wash or close to a wash. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, with the wide receiver room, I mean, the Kobe Hudson loss, I think, is crazy. And then you lose Demetrius Robertson to graduation. That's just so much of your production. You didn't replace him with anything. And, like, I think Jay Fair is going to be really good. I really, really yeah. think he's going to be great. But not right now. I don't think he's going to be great in 22. Yeah. In 23 and 24, it's like, yeah, he's probably Auburn's number one guy. But not right now. And so, it's just you got to win. Got to win in 2023, but we will have all summer to uh, talk about that. So, uh, cool. Before we jump into our conversation about Eugene Asante, really, really interesting history lesson on this. Seriously. I mean, there's, I feel significantly better after having this conversation with Isaac. That's Before awesome. we jump into that, Charlie Five, how can people find you and hear you? And yeah, love find you? me on Twitter, the underscore Charlie underscore five, auburnlive.com message board, uh, Auburn, locked on Auburn Discord. A lot of fun in there. Yep. Have tons of fun. A lot of awesome personalities. We fight, we love, we hate. It's Who's your least favorite person in locked on Auburn Discord? Uh, myself. Got it. No. no. Got it. Uh, no, I, I love everybody. There's nobody I dislike. Perfect. Um, Perfect. And if I don't like them, we boot them. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> we don't do that. <laughs> All right. Give up. Uh, yeah, yes. Monday, Wednesday, Friday, dad right. by golf club. Perfect. Perfect. That is Charlie Five, Auburn Message Board legend. Ladies and gentlemen, today's show brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Yes, I've tried every single one of them, and Built Bar is the best. Also, have you tried Built Puffs? If you haven't, you are missing out. Several people in the Discord, as well as Twitter, have ordered the Built Puffs, and they are delightful. They're like protein-infused marshmallows. What's not to like? All Built Bars also covered 100% in chocolate. Even the puffs, 100% real chocolates. Delicious. Go to built.com. Use promo code LOCK15 to get a 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. Little Locked On crossover action. Now we're joined by Isaac Shade, host of Locked On Tar Heels. And Isaac, I want to talk about North Carolina Tar Heel transfer. Eugene <laughs> Walker Asante. Kessler. <laughs> we can talk about Walker Kessler. Gosh, I hope he's sticking around. I hope he comes back. No, I, I don't. I don't think he's going to. I don't think Boy, he's going to. That was a to. terrible performance in the second round there last hey, weekend. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, but as Tar far as are dancing, Kessler sitting at home. I, I know, up? buddy. Okay. All right. All right. Um, people now I'm hate sorry. you. No, that's fine. War, war, that's fine. war Eagle. Let's go. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Take care of sweet, sweet Gene Chiswick for us. So, uh, yeah, Eugene Asante, a guy that I, I didn't know a whole lot. And then, you know, when he when he announced that he was coming here, um, found as much of his tape as I could. It seemed like he played a lot more earlier in the season last year than later. It didn't really seem like he got hurt too much. What What's going on? What's the, what's the story here for Eugene Asante? Great, great question. So let me just take us back just a little bit. Mac Brown comes back to North Carolina, right? Uh, right. Late, late 2018, he gets the job. 2019 is going to be his first fall back in Chapel Hill. When Mac Brown came to Carolina, he had two priorities, one on each side of the ball. The first of them is a little guy you might have heard of named Sam Howe. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, who, whatever. He's not going to be a first round draft pick. It doesn't make sense. Uh, the other is be. a little linebacker named Eugene Asante. Those okay. were Mac Brown's two priorities coming. Um, was thought 
Asante was thought well of coming out of high school. Um, interestingly, most of his high school career was a running back, tran- transitioned to being a linebacker then his senior year, and that's when it all blew up for him. He started getting all the recruiting, everybody's coming in and doing all that. So, yeah. um, so he gets to Carolina, ultimately is blocked, his, his path to playing time is blocked by another uh, converted offensive player in Chaz Surratt, who is now a Minnesota Viking. Uh, Surratt had been Carolina's quarterback, comes over, and so Asante can't see the field his first two years, basically. Um, but played in all 13 games his freshman season, played in all 12 games his sophomore season, because the defensive coaches want him on the field. Right. Okay. And then finally, the bowl game, uh, the Tar Heels have a great year, his sophomore season, make it to the Orange Bowl. Chas Surratt opts out to prepare for the NFL draft. What happens? Asante goes off. Career high 10 tackles, leads the team. It's a whole thing. And now there's all these expectations coming into last season. And, and that was against that was against Texas A&M, oh, right? SEC. Yes, bro. correct. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. And so there's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of parallel and, and crossover for Auburn fans who have seen that. Sure. Uh, now, Car- go ahead. No, keep going, man. Carolina got blitzed in that game. It was like 41 to 27. Part of it is because Michael Carter opted out. Now a uh, New York Jet. Javante Williams opted out. Uh, all, all these guys are, are done for that game. Sure. Including, as I said, Surratt, which gave Asante this opportunity. And so what, what that meant for this past season that you referenced off the top there is that Asante comes into the 2021 season and it's him and it's Jeremiah Gemmel, who's another Carolina linebacker that just finished off. Like those are are the guys coming in to last season in the linebacking core. Um, In fact, I had one of my Sports Illustrated colleagues wrote an article. I wrote the title down so I could (laughs) say it. How North Carolina replaces Chaz Surratt. Meet Eugene Asante, right? And so like that's the level we're talking about here. Um, so everything you read, everything you saw, spring practice, all of that coming into last season, it's Eugene Asante, it's Jeremiah Gemmel. Those are the dudes. Uh, t- to hear Jay Bateman talk about it, who's Carolina's uh, defensive coordinator mm-hmm. up until recently, just here, here's some phrases he would use in talking about Asante. We've got really athletic, can run, great in coverage, extra run defender, Essentially, everything Chas Rat could do, Asante mm-hmm. could do. And so that was why the expectations were so high. Um, and so Coach Bateman talked about his confidence, his excitement coming into that season, started the first four games of 2021, and then all of a sudden there's this switch. Uh, Asante ended up losing his starting job to Cedric Gray, who's a sophomore. Last year was Asante's junior year. Right. And then we heard nothing from Asante at that point. So basically, um, to me, it was all that was much more about Cedric Gray, this sophomore that came up for the Tar Heels, rather than Asante's inabilities. Jay Bateman runs this very confusing <laughs> defensive scheme. We don't need to bother getting into it. Okay. Um, but it, and and it's not about Gray's inability or uh, lack of ability to understand scheme and play. It's just, I think Cedric Gray fit better into that specific scheme and role and position. And then at that point, there's just not room for Asante anymore. So when that happened, Isaac, was that a talking point throughout the season of where is Eugene Asante oh, or was it well, it was like, okay, okay, got it. Got because, it. And, and I think a lot of that was specifically because of all the expectations you had coming in sure. um, of like, 
the defensive coordinator's talking about him. All the media is talking about him. That is the expectation is he's one of the two dudes in this like four, two, five, three, three, five hybrid kind of thing that's going on. Sure. Um, and so, yeah. And so that becomes a huge talking point. And, you know, so, like sometimes it takes a while to pick up on that. Like somebody's missing for a game or, or less active and it's like, oh, that's weird. I wonder what's going on. And then once you've got a, a little bit more of a sample size, you you really start asking the questions. So, yeah, absolutely. It's a talking point last yeah, year. Yeah. I mean, early in spring right now, Auburn's star linebacker, Owen Papo, is not currently practicing. He's just recovering from a, an injury that he had. But Eugene is rotating in with the two guys that have kind of stepped up right now. Cam Riley's one of them this Massive 6'4 player that's just transformed his body over the last six months. And then um, Wesley Steiner, who's this younger athletic guy that can kind of move really, really well. And then Eugene's kind of switching in with those guys. And so, I mean, all of those things that you just said that, you know, the, the former North Carolina D.C. said, and the, the one that stuck out to me the most was good in pass coverage. Because, yeah. I mean, so many times we see above-average college linebackers, they're good at everything except... Man, if you put Dropping them, back. yeah, yep. if you put them, you know, more than ten yards beyond the line of scrimmage, they just look lost out there. And so that's something that I think Auburn really, really needs this year. Can Asante step in and do that? Yeah, absolutely. And, and I would say he would. Like I, I talked about Jay Bateman's defense. Uh, a, a big thing is that he then eventually got fired like early January, like January 7th, I think was the actual date. Asante had already announced his transfer early December, like December 2nd. And then, so I think if they had fired him sooner and hired Gene Chizik sooner, like that defense to me makes a lot more sense for a player like Eugene Asante, who can drop back into coverage, can fly around the field a little bit, you know, like um, maybe a little bit of Sam linebacker in him. You might, you know what I mean? Like you've got some of that capability of like the nickelback linebacker hybrid. And um, so with that Gene Chizik style of see ball, hit ball, um, that, that, blends into what Asante can do. And so if for the Tigers, um, if it's going to be more of a thing of like, hey, we need you to drop back into coverage, I think that's where he's going to find some ability to to find some playing time, find his way onto the field. Fun fact about Gene Chizik. I don't know if you know this. <laughs> Bring it. He coached Cam Newton and won a national championship at Auburn. I just think it's important that we mention that. <laughs> Got pictures of Cam right here. So, yes, I think it's just important that I mention that. Isaac, that, well, yeah. wow, what a year. Well, no, I was about to wrap it up. Or were you about to say something else? No, I just, that was one of the craziest college football perf- single season performances I've ever seen in my life. There you go. You're winning folks back that you just bash <laughs> at the beginning of the segment. So I think that's awesome. Okay. I think Listen, that's awesome. Listen, how about this? I grew up in Atlanta okay. as a Georgia Tech fan. I hated the Bulldogs. Okay. I hated the Crimson Tide. Okay. My dad, my dad helped run a college, uh, like, ministry at at Auburn and so we were over there on campus a lot sure big big Tigers fan War Eagle let's go (laughs) there we go there we go and go Braves (laughs) I think that's important as well go Braves Isaac how can people find you here you support you all that good stuff bud absolutely you can find me on Twitter at Isaac Shade one S two A's and Isaac and Shade has a C in it it's dumb I know Uh, also as Zach said I'm the host of Locked on Tar Heels I also write for Sports Illustrated's North Carolina site, and so you can find me there or uh, cheering on the Braves. We're actually getting baseball. Freddie Freeman, I'm, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, Jack, it's okay. Up? It's all right. It's all right. Isaac, thank you, bud. <laughs> 
Yes, Eugene Asante, I love him. I want him to do well for Auburn. And so I think hopefully he'll be a great fit there for the Tigers. Awesome. Thank you so much to Isaac. Thank you so much to Charlie Five for hanging out with us on this historic show as we talk about D. Davis leaving the program. It's crazy. It's crazy. All right. We'll be back tomorrow for a little Ferg Friday action. Also, be on the lookout early next week for a special guest on the show. It could be an absolute unit of a show. Stay tuned. This is Locked on Auburn.